Hello everybody, and welcome back to OMB Reviews. I am the critic who is a cynic. How is everyone doing this evening? Welcome back to OMB Reviews, and welcome back to episode 403 of the Welcome to Asgard podcast, where this evening I'll talk about the movies that are coming out this year, 2023. Happy belated New Year to all of those who were not able to be here for the New Year's Eve stream or who have been out of it for a bit. So again, blessed New Year's to you. Also a continuing blessed Christmas to you. Remember that there are 12 days of the Christmas season leading all the way up until Epiphany on January 6th, even though many dioceses across the world have shifted it over to the Sunday, which, again, is one of the many downfalls of Catholic culture, in my own humble opinion. But happy and blessed Christmas to you nonetheless. So we'll talk about those. We'll also talk, of course, about some box office numbers as there is, uh, let's just say that there has been some some hot water, some hot water that, that dear old Odin has apparently gotten into with with people who... Either one claim to be fans, two claim to be former fans, subscribers, former subscribers, and really, honestly, I don't even know what to believe anymore. There are some who I believe, honestly, are people of goodwill who are actual subscribers and and just have a problem with my with my tone or my candor. Uh, but let's just say, last couple of videos that I've done have gotten me into some hot water, especially the last one, as one of the things I wanted to make very clear was that I am not afraid of, of, of them, and I'm not afraid to back, you know, I'm not going to back down from cultish mobs that obsess over really, really bad movies. And so before going any further, though, please make sure you smash that like button, light up that fire button if you're watching over on Odyssey, and smash the rumble button as well. And let us say hello to some people. Let's see, we got six people watching already over on Rumble. Please make sure to utilize that Rumble Rants chat section. Put at Odin at the very beginning of your comment. At Odin, it lets me know that you're trying to get my attention. And let's start off over on Odyssey, where Abomination has just put a fun sticker over there. Thank you very much for joining us once again, Abomination. Glad to have you here, as always. We got Master of Gaming, who was here quite early, and then went on to say, Are you excited for Gerard Butler's new movie, Plane? Uh, I'm not really that much of a Gerard Butler person, so I'm just going to go off right now to say no. But again, I will talk about the films of 2023. I've not really looked at this list in, in quite a while. So it'll be interesting to go through this list for the first time because something tells me that there will be some films that I'm surprised that I had forgotten that they were coming out this year. And I'm sure there'll be other films that I wish I had forgotten and never ever come up over them again and wish I had never even come across them on the list that we'll go through as far as the current release schedule uh, is concerned. Bruce was happy have the link well hey i always do post the link roughly uh at the latest 20 to 30 minutes before the stream starts but as everyone knows i i work uh today didn't have a full day of work because we were in meetings uh but i also have uh, family time and so usually if i don't have a day off to create a link around 4 p.m or so it means that i have to wait until after i pick up baby thor and that means i'm not creating the link probably until after dinner which means not until around 6 30 or so uh, but thank you, as always, for your patience. Sora Poopus Cuber says, Hello, humans and other quitters. What is going on? Snora Poopus, who says, Hello. Miss Minnesota Hockey Fan, how about a hockey player? What is going on? Thank you for being here. Thank you for being a member on the channel as well. Gmonkey76 in the chat. Gus hanging out in the chat as well. Thank you very much for being here. JS Pena, what's going on? Ahoy. 
Ahoy to you. We got the physics channel with Kenny Lee. What's going on, saying, are you looking forward to Oppenheimer? I will give my thoughts as soon as we start to go through the actual list of films. Not quite there at this point in time, but don't worry. We will indeed get there. Just saying hello to some people before I, before I, uh, you know, fall too far behind in the, in the chat. Uh, yes, indeed. I, I do try to start as on time as I possibly can, sometimes a little bit early. Uh, Tim Pool is also pretty pretty good with that. Alice McCarthy, what's going on? Good sir, says, how do you... And how's it going? How's Thor? Baby Thor doing just fine. Uh, he uh, had a pretty decent time falling uh, falling to sleep uh, pretty quickly tonight. So that's always that's always nice. He had his first day of, of what we call OT, the older toddlers. Apparently, he transitioned there quite well. Uh, they had done a couple of visits uh, before the Christmas break, and so he was able to spend some time with some of the students over there. Most of those students, he actually has a good chunk of them that he knew from when he was uh, like in the youngest level at daycare. So uh, it is really just nice just to, to know that he's he's doing well. He says, not sure what movies I'm anticipating. Hard to think with this gigantic headache from possible uh, cerebros- cerebrospinal fluid leak. As McCarthy, I feel like you're always just falling apart, man. But keep keep the faith. Stay strong, brother. We're praying for you. The R, what's going on, good sir? Always glad to see the R in the chat. We got Sherry Allen in the chat as well. General Winkster says, I'm still unsubbing. I just want my free cookies first. Ah, Yes. Our pet troll, General Wingster, got in on the fun in the comment section today on one of the latest videos, uh, and I appreciated the comment incredibly well. Those are always my favorite comments, the ones where it's like, I'm unsubbing because you're just... It's like, I've always been who I've been. There's very few things that, that have changed about me over the years. One could say the content I cover has changed, but other than that, and, and some of the focuses that I have as far as my general opinions. And I would also assume my general demeanor as well. I've, I think I've been relatively consistent. So when, when people say I'm unsubbing because you're, I think to myself, so you probably never watched my videos in the first place. Or if you did, you watched very few of them. Would have to be my guess. Luke Zilla, what's going on, Luke Zilla? Thank you very much for being here. Kaylee Chow, what is up? Thank you for being here. Happy New Year to you as well. Fitzgerald Lee says, there's a movie from 1989 called Day One about the Los, uh, Los Alamos program uh, that is really good and accurate to history. Very nice. Very, very nice. By the way, we got a, uh, let's see, a super chat uh, from an, Aust- an Australian super chat from Wiz Mojo, which we will get to in just a moment. But I saw that that had popped up on the chat. So let me see if I can remember where I left off there with the physics channel, Kenny Lee. Let's go ahead and highlight this. So Wiz Mojo, thank you very much for the $7.99 Australian super chat saying, I'm looking forward to AOC's To The End Cinematic Universe. Ah. Now, is that a political reference or is there something that I'm missing from that? <laughs> oh, because speaking of just, yeah... I don't know if anyone was watching Congress today, and I know that we don't try to we don't try to delve too far into actual like you know American politics too often on the channel if we can avoid it. But man, oh man, was it quite entertaining to watch how the first day of the new session of the House couldn't even vote for a speaker, and you know what? It is exactly what it needed to be. 
It, it was some people finally standing up to say, no, we're not just going to rubber stamp every single thing that gets passed. Let's talk about it. Let's actually work through this. And hey, maybe we need to actually compromise and choose someone that has not been deigned from above of the establishment to take over as the House leadership. Maybe, maybe, maybe that that maybe that needs to be done. So anyway, thank you very much for that super chat. I appreciate it very much. All right. Back to the chat forever. Sci-Fi says, hail to all. Kili Chow, hail to you. I think I answered those questions. Uh, wife is doing well also. Happy 2023, says Laura, the Major general story. Thank you very much, Laura. Appreciate you being here. Uh, Kimberly G, thank you again very much for your very sweet uh, Christmas card uh, with the kind note. I really did appreciate that a lot. And so thank you for being here. Always appreciate it. Brian Barth in the chat. What's going on? Alice McCarthy says, Odin versus the haters. Kevin McAllister style. I sure hope so. I sure hope so. To the very best of my ability. Uh, JKWX76, which day of Christmas is it today? I believe today is either the 9th or 10th day of Christmas. Let me try and see right here. So the 12th day of Christmas is the epiphany. So, 11, 10, 9. We're on the ninth day of Christmas. On the ninth day of Christmas. Yes, indeedy. Christmas is a little season. Absolutely. Never forget it. Forever Sci-Fi, what's going on, brother? Uh, Kimberly G says, I'm looking forward to John Wick 4, Dune 2, Mission Impossible 7, and Oppenheimer. I think that's a pretty, a pretty solid list. A pretty solid list, I would say, right there. Um, and of course I will dive into the full list of films coming out, uh, at least supposedly coming out this year to give my general thoughts on them as we go forward. Master Gaming says, there's a comment in your previous box office video where one person called you a grifter and another person said you enjoy complaining about movies, even though you praised movies before. What's interesting to me is that they can't name a movie that I praised before that I'm now attacking for one. That would be the very definition of a grifter, correct? Oh, you used to like this, but now you hate it. When it comes to, and I'm assuming this has to do with one of the Avatar videos. I've always hated Avatar. I hated the first Avatar. I remember I was one of the few people who was looking around like, am I just having crazy pills here? Why are you enjoying this? Well, it's just so beautiful. Yes, but that's all that it is. It, it, it's soulless effects. That's all that it is. Okay, the technology. Oh yeah, it's cool. But who is it serving? James Cameron. Who has it benefited outside of James Cameron? Not really anyone else. Because the price tag attached to this technology is one that no other filmmaker can really actually utilize. So. <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. But, yeah, it's, it's interesting to me uh, to be called names that bear no actual, you know, bear no actual meaning in reality. My favorite comments, though, that have been, you know, part of the trolling campaign against me, at least it seems like one, is that there have been so many people who so clearly haven't even watched the videos where they go off and say, I love seeing these people who were wrong about Avatar making money. And it's like, you clearly didn't watch one, the video, and you clearly haven't been watching any of my videos. Because from day one, I've said, hey, I think that Avatar has a chance of making a lot of money. I said, hey, I think 1.5, I remember, you know, early on, I said, hey, I think 1.5 to $2 billion is absolutely within the scope of this of, of this film. And then the second week of numbers came in, and I said, okay, my, my charting says that this is going to be somewhere around 1.2 to 1.7. I 
But then I did add that caveat. If you go back, rewind the tape, it's right there for you. I said, but but don't think that this film is just going to be stuck here because if the film does indeed perform as well as many had expected it to do, and guess what? It did over the holiday frame with small drop-offs with a lot of people available to watch it finally. Guess what? It did well. I just That's probably my favorite comment that I've seen are the ones who, again, clearly don't watch any of my videos whatsoever who are claiming that I said something that I never said. Snorpoopus Cuber, absolutely. Prayers still heading to the way of Tina, uh, who is still recovering. Uh, but again, she is in a state of recovery. So again, thank you all for y'all's prayers for her. Super Anime Gamer says, Hey, what is up, my dude? The story's been a while. Hope everyone had a great Christmas. Happy New Year. Hope you are continuing to have a great Christmas. 12 days of Christmas. Come on, people. That's why you don't take your Christmas trees down until Epiphany. That's why Epiphany is is really that, that, that kind of jumpstart to the season of, of King Cake, right? The reason why we have King Cake, and this is maybe something more so relevant to those from Louisiana, as I'm originally from, right? You, you have King Cake during the time of, Epiph- of, of, of Epiphany, right? Because you have, you know, you have Epiphany this Friday, a first class feast. I go by the traditional calendar. You then have the Feast of the Holy Family on Sunday. And from then, you're just in the Sundays after Epiphany, right? You're in that Epiphany season, uh, the commemoration of the baptism of Christ on Friday the 13th. Ooh, January, Friday the 13th. But all of these are there just to remind us, right? To remind us of the time that we're in. And and really, if you want to take it even further down, you could even say that uh, Christmas can really go all the way till February 2nd, the Feast of the Purification of the Blessed Virgin, uh, of the Blessed Virgin Mary, sometimes called by different names, but that's really that that end of that Christmas season, that time after Epiphany, and then from there, you jump into Septuagesima Sunday, which is the few weeks before the beginning of Advent, um, where you have some of the best Latin names of all time. You have Septuagesima, uh, Sexuagesima, uh, Quinquagesima, probably my favorite, Quinquagesima, and then, of course, the first Sunday of Lent, which is Quadragesimo. So, very, very, or Quadragesima. Very excited. Uh, lots of stuff happening, lots of stuff going on on the liturgical calendar, and uh, always a good time. Always a good time. All right, chat has jumped on me like it always does. Don't worry, I do fall 20 to 30 minutes behind in the chat. Right now it's 7.05 in the chat, so it should give you an idea if you posted your comment at a certain time frame. I would say toggle on your, your, uh, your clocks, toggle on the time to see when you commented and say, oh, he's at 7.05, mine was at 7.15, it might take him a little while to get to my comment. Let's see. Abomination, again, thank you for hanging out over on Odyssey. Again, if you have a comment or question, please put at Odin, the very beginning of your comment, at Odin, and let's know that you're trying to get my attention. Kinkane Rumski over on uh, Rumble, thank you for tagging, saying, I just heard you talk about bad movies. I assume that means we're talking about Avatar tonight. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, right? Uh, and then Educated Viking 1, thank you very much for being here, said, I heard there's going to be a Crow reboot, Q1 2023, your thoughts? Well, I'm one of those people, those rare, I'm one of the rare persons. I, I was not a big fan of of the original Crow. And I know that that always makes people go crazy, but I, I was not a fan of the original Crow. Uh, it just didn't sit with me, just didn't click with me as it has with so many other people. That being said, I am always pretty consistent when it comes to these mindless and soulless remakes that even if it's a franchise that I'm not as much of a fan of, I very much detest and and hope against. So I have heard about this as well. I, I don't know exactly when it's coming out or, or what the deal is with it, but 
Not a good thing, I would say. Not a good thing. But again, Educated Viking, thank you for hanging out over on Rumble. And again, comment or question on any of the platforms. Put at Odin at the very beginning of your comment. At Odin lets me know you're trying to get my attention. Unless you are a member on YouTube, in which case being a member, part of that membership is that you don't have to tag, unless, of course, you're tagging other people, in which case I will skip those comments because you're talking with people. It happens. Remember, Sci-Fi says, we all know Odin is waiting for Bezos the beginning. Ah, uh, yes. Dean Heiss, thank you for being a member at 30 months, 30 months now, at the Citizen of Asgardian level. I very much appreciate it. Uh, great Wuna, time to say, hail, sir, and last weekend I watched Last Night in Soho. That film is great. And even got some James Bond Easter eggs as well. Last Night in Soho is absolutely fantastic. My uh, One of my favorite films of 2021, in fact. So I definitely recommend that movie uh, for those that have not seen it. It is quite fantastic. Uh, by the way, if you did win the Christmas Dirty Santa giveaway, if you were there, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, I do have them stacked over here next to the other stack of, of giveaway items. Um, and I will be trying to get those collected and sent out, hopefully, either by the end of this week, going into next week when I have some time. I just need to start collecting, uh, you know, addresses to, to, to where to send them to. So if you were one of those winners, uh, please make sure that you do contact me. I do know that I got some contact from a couple people already. Um, but just for those that forgot, these were the people who won. So if you've not contacted me either through DM on Discord or or email gmonkey76, Hardwick, uh, Abomination, uh, Dan Crane, Dan Blackroyd, Orange Hat Reviews, Gary Banjo Sandwich Worthington, Sherry Allen, Kimberly G, and Greta. So uh, again, I have many of the addresses for y'all already. Some of you have already reached out to me and I have those. But if you are someone where you didn't reach out, please do so as soon as possible. So that way I can get all of those taken care of as quickly as I possibly can. We had a lot of fun on that Christmas Eve show. Eagle Rider, what's going on? Rosetta Allen says, hello, dear Odin. Hope you are well. Had my first Matai stream last night in a really good mood right now. Hey, congratulations once again, Rosetta, for uh, being monetized on YouTube. Also, happy belated birthday as well. Glad that you are in the good mood that you are in. Remember, Sci-Fi says, since you already got a pineapple bet, you need to have a bet where the loser has to go see Magic Mike's last dance. I will not wish that on anyone. Uh, Laura says, John Wick 4 and Dune Part 2 are my two most anticipated. I think that's a pretty good list. Hannibal Grimm says, a fussy, fussy, fussy. Yes, indeed. Oscar Carly says, I had a spinal tap to check for meningitis when I was in the hospital last month. So most likely I have fluid leak in which... Uh, from that, which can cause really bad headaches. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. JKD Buck, again, Happy New Year to you. Thank you for being here. One commandment, time to say, Happy New Year. Hope you have a good one. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Lord Toth, welcome back to the channel. Philip A. Demick in the chat. What's up? Hardwick, time to say, what are your thoughts on the court victory of the Anadeo Mas fans who filed a lawsuit over yesterday? I'm ambivalent towards it. I think you brought that up months ago, and I was ambivalent then, and I'm still ambivalent now. So those are my thoughts. Please don't ask about it anymore. <laughs> uh, Wiz Mojo, did I, did I say something incorrectly, Kimberly G? <laughs> I'm a Minnesota hockey fan. Looking forward to Dune Part 2 as well. Asper says, I've been getting comments similar to your Avatar videos on my TikTok about my thoughts on Black Panther 2. Well, yeah, I'm used to that kind of stuff, but Avatar clearly has a much larger fan base than even that of Black Panther. Uh, I mean, let's just be honest, Black Panther 2, I think, lost a lot more fans than what currently we have for Avatar 2. That all being said, 
it is still uh, ridiculous nonetheless. Uh, let's see. Rosetta said, I know Odin. I said uh, it would make good money, not because Avatar is good, but because people like trash. Exactly. I think we were on the same stream when we said that ha was going to happen. You know, no one in their right mind ever denied that the film was, was going to make bank, you know? Uh, Kimberly says, I heard Avatar 2 is a pretty three-hour screensaver. Pretty much. A pretty three-hour screensaver, or as I like to describe it, it's a film that would do very well to play on all of the empty Best Buys. By the way, Best Buy, if you want to get me to go to your stores more often, revamp that Blu-ray 4K Steelbook collection section because you stripping out all of the different areas where movies are is not going to make me want to go. But yeah, in those empty places, right, the empty box stores, etc., that's where Avatar belongs, on all of the big 4K, 8K, 8K screens because sure, you've got reference quality material there that's going to show you all the things that your TV can do. But that's about all there is, because guess what? You don't need the sound on. You don't need to pay attention to anything story-wise, because anything that is there story-wise, it's just not any good. It's just not any good. Rosetta says, a close friend of mine in the hospital. She fell on the ice, helping her disabled husband and cracked her head. Please said, absolutely send her prayers for sure. No doubt about it. I know there's a lot of people where things have happened uh, during this time of the year as well. Uh, let's see, Keck44, uh, what are your thoughts on Darren Aronofsky's Noah, and did you notice the Gnostic and Kabbalistic uh, uh, symbolism in it? I didn't really notice those parts of it, because I was just so distracted by how dis how just disjointed it was from the biblical story. I, I mean, the way that they portrayed the the angels, and the angels trapped in the rocks, and, and then also her having the twins, and then Noah killed, it's like, there were so many convolutions to the actual biblical story. Um, and then, of course, there was already the, the 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 talk prior to the movie. I forgot whether it was Russell Crowe or Aronofsky who was trying to talk about how the role of Noah was being portrayed in such a way to to kind of indicate that they were going crazy thinking they were hearing the voice of God. So I was like, yeah, you know what? Uh, not gonna really be all that excited for for this going forward. So. Uh, anyway, let's see if there's any comments over Kincaid Rumsky. Thank you again. 11 people watching over on Rumble. Smash that Rumble button, please. And a uh, lot of that fire button. Honestly, let's go ahead and dive into the calendar. So this is the calendar for 2023. So first off, let's start off with January. This is the place where films go to die, as we often like to say. And the first major release on, unfortunately, on the feast of the epiphany of our Lord is the film Megan about a, a smart a smart lady scientist who creates a robotic friend to to uh, to befriend her her daughter who is lonely turns out she creates an AI that takes on a mind of its own and and starts to hurt and kill people if you've seen the trailer for it you know that it looks completely garbage so hey we have that to look forward to this weekend right and then you have a lot of limited releases. Uh, a Man Called Otto is going to be getting some more releases. That's pretty much the only film on this list that I have any recognition of whatsoever. Uh, and then we don't get any more wide releases until January 13th. Friday the 13th, of course, on Friday the 13th, you're going to be getting a film called The Devil Conspiracy. Oh, yeah. That sounds like an Odin film. That sounds like a film I would go see, right? Uh, House Party, which looks so stupid. Um, and I'm not surprised it's coming from Warner Brothers. The, the whole concept is that it's two people who essentially break into um, or take over LeBron James' house and then throw a house party. Uh, 
it's, it's as dumb as it sounds. And just the fact that LeBron James is present as a hologram is insane to me. And also, why is Warner Brothers doing so much work with LeBron James? They've already did an entire Space Jam film where he was a lead character. He was a lead actor. Oh, my goodness. Ah, I want to forget that film. I want to erase that film out of my memory bank. But, man, oh, man, Warner Brothers, why why is it that you're doing all this work with him? Because clearly it did not bring a lot of people out. Because guess what? No one went to go see Space Jam 2, which was a massive flop. Why would anyone want to go see House Party? I don't even want to look at the budget for the film because something tells me it's going to be a lot more than what it probably should be. Also, Warner Brothers is one of those studios that tends to have a pretty cushy relationship with China. Guess who else has a pretty good, pretty good cushy relationship with China? Um, I think, you know what? I, I think that it's, it's, yeah, I think that it's probably a connection. I think that it's probably a connection there. Then you have the film Plane, which is getting a wide release, which I know nothing about and don't really care that much about. Just sounds like another just generic movie, generic action film. And then A Man Called Otto, it gets a wide release. This is the, the finally Sony Pictures, not Disney release of a film <laughs> featuring Tom Hanks which is a American remake, English remake of a different film from uh, from a foreign land, from a foreign country. So you got that going on. Bunch of independent limited release films there. There was an appar- apparently a 20th Century Studios film that got canceled. Uh, and then next week after that, January 20th, we've got the film Missing. Uh, for those that don't know, this is essentially a follow-up to the film Searching, which was... Not the worst film I had seen, but unfortunately had Deborah Messing in it, and she was gosh awful in it. Good Lord, can she not act? So this is apparently using the very same technology where all of the shots are taken from a computer, from a phone, from, again, all these different digital. And so now, instead of them calling it searching, it's called missing because this girl's mom goes missing. But what's she doing? She's searching for him, rather searching for her using iPhones, cloud, Skype, etc. technology. So it's essentially the same plot or at least the same basic structure and skeleton of searching, only now the story has only slightly changed a little bit. So that one looks pretty awful. Uh, New Gods, Yang Zhan from G-Kids, don't know much about that, sounds like an anime. Alice Darling, expands wide. Woman Talking, expands wide. I'm sure that's what everyone wants to see. Everyone wants to see women talking. And I mean it exactly the way as I said. Roman Holiday comes back at a special engagement re-release. Hey, that's a film that I know Tina would probably want to go see, so go see that instead of these other films. And then you have, oh boy, Left Behind, Rise of the Antichrist. (laughs) Oh no. Oh, not the Left Behind. Not the Left Behind series. No. Oh boy. I know it's not the Left Behind series, but still, it's coming from that same general era. Oh, right. So now we get to see yet another misinterpretation of the Book of Revelation. Can't wait. And then the ending of January is Fear from Hidden Empire Releasing is this film about tell me more tell me more who's in this movie uh no one and it's a wide release as i said january the place where films go to die ending with a film that is a wide release with with nobody in it good job 
<laughs> Fantastic job. All right, we'll go ahead and jump back into the chat now at this point, and we'll go through the next month after that. All right, let's see. Forever Sci-Fi says, I'm cheating looking ahead. I had no idea they were making a sequel to the Bay Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I wish I didn't know that. Good Lord. Are they seriously doing that? That's insane. By the way, Buford T. Justice, I see you. I'll get back to you in a second, good sir. Oh, oh, great. I'm so glad I didn't know I could do that. That just makes me so happy. I thought I had to skip ahead in the comment section, but sure enough, I don't have to worry about doing that. But yeah, if you want to skip the line, you can do so by giving us a super chat or do it any via streamlines. But Buford T. Justice, thank you for the $20 super chat. Says here, I'm not looking forward to any movies in 2023. I think 2023 is going to make 2022 look like a cakewalk. Hollywood is dead and may never come back. Well, I appreciate your thoughts and your comments. I do think that there are at least some films, which I'm sure we'll get to. It won't be early on in the year, I imagine. Probably March is when the first film I'm looking forward to comes around, I think, if I have my math right. Um, but there are at least a couple. There are at least a couple that are on my my radar. I'm sure there's going to be a lot more that are on y'all's radar or a lot of y'all's radars, but that's not going to be on mine because I don't care as much about or didn't like as much the original. I think about films like Spider-Verse, for instance, was not as much into it because of the animation style specifically. No, I've mentioned that on previous streams and videos. But yeah, um, I do think there are some things, though, Buford T. Justice, but I appreciate, appreciate your comments. And I think a lot of people are going to feel that way. I think a lot of people are going to definitely share in your overall sentiment. So thank you for that. We also have another super chat here from Andrew. This is an Australian $5 super chat from Andrew Rede. Hopefully I'm saying that correctly. Says, good day, Odin. What are your thoughts on 65, A Quiet Place, Day 1, Oppenheimer, and Dune 2, and The Lord of the Rings, The War of Rohir the uh, Rohirrim, due next year? Okay. Um, well, I'm going to try and get through the list of all the films coming out next year, the good and the bad. So when I get to those, I'll try to see what I can do. Um, I didn't know they were doing a quiet place day one, to be honest. That makes me excited. I actually thoroughly enjoyed the quiet place, uh, series of films. I thought the, the first quiet place was fantastic. Quiet place two was also pretty good. I prefer the first one, but the second one was still pretty good. Um, and uh, that was actually one of the most interesting parts about the first film, or rather about the second film, was the flashback to the day in which the monsters show up. So to have an entire film dedicated to the first day, I, I personally, sounds exciting to me, but again, I would be surprised, is that really coming out this year? Because didn't Quiet Place Part 2 come out 2022? My years are all mixed up because of COVID, man. So, uh, but yeah, Oppenheimer, obviously excited for Dune 2. I'm mixed on because the first film was one of those films where I, I loved what I saw on screen, but similar to what I've mentioned with even Avatar, there, there was a bit of a soul soullessness to some of it because it just felt incomplete. And I don't like when there's just an incomplete storytelling when it should have just probably been one movie um, with, with a little bit of a different pacing to it. So I'll have to wait on that. But Oppenheimer, excited for. And then, yeah, that's going to be an animated film, I believe, right? The Lord of the Rings, The War... Uh, of the Rahirum, I, I think that that could, I think that could be good. I think that could be good. And then we have also another super chat here from Buford T. Justice saying, Happy New Year to you and your family, Odin. Well, thank you again, Buford T. Justice, for your two incredibly generous super chats, man. And uh, thank you for, for your love. I, I appreciate it. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. By the way, he says, 
that uh, Quiet Place Part 2 came out in 2020. That just shows you where my brain is right now. And also, is that a film where it was scheduled to come out in 2020, but then it got delayed and so it actually came out in 21? I could be completely wrong on that. Again, my mind and the, the release dates over the last couple of years especially are just gone. Are just gone. All right, back to the regular chat. We got Snorri Peoples Cuber says, I have minimal Christmas directions inside the bear cave, so I usually just leave them in place. I'm lazy that way. Well, again, you're allowed to leave them up through Epiphany, as that is the end of the 12 days of Christmas. But there is definitely an argument for some of these holiday elements to hang around up until, uh, I believe, the feast on February 2nd, uh, dedicated to Mary, is also known as Candlemas. Um... And so there's a connection there as kind of like a ending of a, of a season. There's a little bit more of a, I guess, a visible ending. As I said, I'm a I'm a bit of a younger trad when it comes to uh, my tra- traditional Catholicism. Master of Gaming says Blue Beetle, Transformers: Rise of the Beast. Really not a no, bro. Master of Gaming, don't be excited for a Transformers film. Come on, man. Expendables 4, same thing. Uh, Operation Fortune, Rus de Guerre is my most anticipated movie of 2023. Hadn't heard of that first one. All right. Luke Zilla says, Dune Part 2, Oppenheimer, Mission Impossible 7, yes. John Wick 4, yes. Across the Spider-Verse, mm, uh, the Meg 2. Uh, I mean, the Meg 1 was only fun because it was Jason Statham fighting a shark. But I felt that it kind of got everything it needed to be done. When they announced a sequel to it, I was like, okay, no. No, 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 no. Because the first one was definitely not good. So Waffle House, Wendy, a.k.a. Captain Marvel. What's going on? Welcome. Commenting is dangerous. Tag to say, Odin, what's going on? Welcome. Uh, Rosetta says, Renner can be wrong politically, but let's just focus on praying for herself. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Yeah, Jeremy Renner, uh, definitely praying for him. Uh, Apparently, he posted up on Instagram or social media that he is in a state of recovery, but obviously still pretty beat up. So absolutely, we'll continue to pray for his re- his recovery. Pray also for the football player who passed out last night, um, had a heart, rather uh, had his heart just stopped, um, you know, went into cardiac arrest uh, on the field last night. I know there's a lot of people throwing speculations around as to what, let's just right now pray for his recovery. Uh, I was just very thankful to hear that they got his heart back to beating, but he could not breathe on his own. So now he is on a uh, he's on a ventilator, he's on a breathing machine. So pray for him, pray for his recovery as well. I haven't gotten any updates on him, but very sad to hear, twenty four year old. Uh, and also, it's one of those things where oftentimes we think about all of the the bad, the negative, but I think about some of the good that can come from these things. And one of the best things that's come from that, as terrible as that situation is, specifically with with this twenty four year old you know young man uh, collapsing and going into cardiac arrest. The charity that he was supporting went from like a very small amount of money to like a million dollars in just over the night. So it, to me, it's like, okay, there's at least some positive things coming out. Not just do you have just all the people in the United States or a lot of a huge portion of people in the United States coming together on something, which is very rare to offer, you know, prayers and, and, and thoughts towards him and his family. But then also, too, in that monetary way of, of supporting his organization. All right, Super Anime Gamer says, really, I'll have to call tell my mom. When I was a kid, we'd argue because she took the tree down day after New Year's, and I always wanted to left have it left up because it seemed like everyone else still had theirs. Yeah, and one of the many reasons as to why that is the case is, again, because of the fact that, yeah, 12 days of Christmas. 
It's not the 12 days leading up to Christmas. It's the 12 days after Christmas. Ippolates, he says, a feast of the purification of the Blessed Virgin Mary. The refers to Mary being saved from the stain of original sin, or would that be the feast of the Immaculate Conception? Yeah, so the Immaculate Conception is when she is conceived immaculately without stain of original sin within her mother's womb. The feast of the purification refers to the Jewish ritual in which you would have a woman re-entering into Jewish society in order to do so would have to go through a purification ritual. And so this is the purification that she goes through to re-enter into that society after childbirth. Your average patriot nerd says, hail, nice to see you on the Force of Light Entertainment chat last night. I mean, I love the Force of Light Entertainment girls. I wish I could watch their streams all the time. I just never have the time to. So I was very happy to have that time uh, last night. Mr. Minnesota Hockey Fan says, today is J.R. Tolkien's 331st birthday. Is it really? I thought... Oh, so so they released the show. I'm talking. I'm talking. Thinking about Rings of Power. They released it on the on the anniversary of his death. So okay, because I was like, wait, I thought they had done that for. But sure enough, no, that was his death that they released the show out on. I think. But yeah, well, dang. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. J.R. Tolkien's 331st birthday doesn't make any sense. He would not be that old. Do you mean 131st birthday? Yes, okay. Rosetta corrected it later down. Yes, absolutely. 131st. I was like, wait a minute. He's not that old. <laughs> He's not quite dead. Waffle House, what's going on? Uh, we'll have to wait and see. We'll go through those films. Ryan Liu, what's going on? Thank you for being here. I know that the new uh, projections that from some people are saying 2 to 2.5 billion. Um, is it possible? Sure. Um, we'll... We really have to wait and see what the non-holiday weekend this coming weekend is going to be for, for Avatar to, to know a bit further. So, by the way, there's no need to post your comments multiple times or your comments in different ways. I fall behind the chat because I try to read all the comments, but you must put at Odin at the very beginning of your comment, please, at Odin. It lets me know that you're trying to get my attention. Let us see here. All right, chat has jumped on me like it always does. So let's see where we left off before we jump back into the release schedule for this year. By the way, thank y'all hanging out tonight. Over on uh, Rumble, King Kane Rumshki tag say, I heard House Party with LeBron in it will be a flop. Get it? <laughs> I see what you did there. I see what you did there, you silly, silly little person, you. All right, let's see. Great Wooda, thanks for tagging, saying, if I was Ellie, I would have went to see Thunderball instead of stepping foot in Cafe de Paris. Ah, gotcha. Scott McKenzie, what is going on? Thanks for being here. Uh, Eagle Rider, who's a member, says, what Blu-ray section? No movie, but one tiny display left at Best Buy here. Yeah, at the one near me, there are at the very least the, the end caps. There are also the ones that are in the middle of the aisle. And then there's at least two or three rows of very picked over films. Um, it, it's definitely a shadow of its former self, though. So they still do exist, though. Ryan Luth says, "What are your chances? Uh, what are what is your, what is the chance of Avatar hitting two billion dollars? Uh, it's pretty good. Uh, again, it's looking at one point four billion at this point. It's going to be around one point five billion probably um, by the next update that we get by this weekend. I could see it getting up, you know, from one point five to." $1.7 billion maybe worldwide. We'll have to wait and see. That's the big question mark is do we continue to see the film tracking well into this non-holiday weekend? 
because the big story today was, oh, the film actually has now passed the domestic box office for Rogue One, a Star Wars story. The problem is that's only if you don't adjust it for inflation. And that is a key to understanding how true, how truly well this film is doing. So we'll wait and see by the end of this coming weekend what kind of drop-off do we see for this movie and for others? And is it going to be enough to start to raise the question marks of, oh, has it made the vast majority of its money? And is it just going to be just dropping off from this point forward? Either way, the film is still set to be able to probably roll pretty easily to $2 billion. I, I think $2 billion is very likely. I think it's very, very likely. But we won't really know exactly how much until uh, the weekend numbers come out for the non-holiday numbers. Ryan Liu says, why do you think Target and Best Buy are getting rid of their movie sections? Because people aren't going into the stores to actually buy physical media. People are still buying it. That's why you still do have all these studios putting out these releases. But you also do see that there is obviously a, a bit of a, uh, a dip in, in people buying these movies. I mean, I was sent this copy of Halloween Ends to review. Yes, I was sent a review copy of Hollywood Ends. You all know how I feel about this movie. The first 10 minutes are interesting. But then the rest of the movie happens, unfortunately. Um, and they called this a special collector's edition. And the only thing collectors about it is the slipcover, which should come on all Blu-ray standard. And then the fact that there's special features, which, again, it used to be something that you would get standard. So that's a part of it, too, is that clearly not as many people are buying physical media, but there are still people that are. And so... Most of them are buying it online, though, because it's a lot easier. Alice McCarthy tagged to say, Megan looks creepy and scary. I'll probably like it in that auto one because of Tom Hanks. Yeah, you probably will. Uh, for those that don't know, Alice McCarthy is our resident uh, fan of bad cinema, but at least he can admit it. Jonah Wester says, I come here for objective numbers anyway. I'm ashamed to say that I used to think that a movie made money if it passed its budget. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. Philip says, can we pray for a swift end to the Ukraine-Russian war so I can get my pirate anime on time? Doesn't anyone care about my pain? Hashtag Karen bros. Well, I mean, I'll be honest, uh, you know, I obviously recognize the sarcasm there, but no, I, I do honestly, truthfully want an end to that conflict because I don't like conflict. I do not like conflict. I do not like war. Um, I do not like when innocent people are displaced. And that's something that is very real from what's going on in Ukraine. The amount of people that have left Ukraine ha have been, you know, pushed from their homes. That's a very real thing. And so my heart goes out to those people, not to Zelensky, not, not to the oligarchs, right? Not, not to the people in positions of power. So I, I want it to end just because I want people to, to, to be able to live at peace again. That's all I want. All right, let's go ahead and dive into... This list again going into rather going into February here, and then I'll get back into the comments section. Some delicious water. All right, so February. So we'll have some films coming out in February, but again, January is where the films go to die. February is where you have some films that might make a splash, but probably won't make that much of a splash. So 80 for Brady. No idea what that is. Knock at the Cabin, a wide release. Again, no real idea there. And then the next week, you have Consecration. I Sounds like a horror film, but who knows? Magic Mike's Last Dance. Now, I will say this much. Knowing it's from Warner Brothers makes me have a lot less confidence in it, but Magic Mike's Last Dance, hear me out here. I know what you're thinking, all right? The first Magic Mike film actually isn't terrible. 
The only thing, the only thing that has any ability to make this film possibly not a complete train wreck is that Steven Soderbergh is back as a director. I don't think he directed the second one, at least to my knowledge. I don't think he did. Let me see here if there is a list of his, let's see, technical credits here. He did Magic Mike's Last Dance, and then he uh, was a producer on Ocean's 8, so he didn't really do much there. Executive producer on Magic Mike XXL, so he did not actually direct that one. But the first Magic Mike film actually was not terrible. Did not see the second one, just had no interest in it because Soderbergh was not directing it. But for this one, he actually is. So the trailer doesn't make it look good at all, so I don't have a lot of hope for it. But Magic Mike's Last Dance, again has has at least uh, some some chance there by the way steven i feel like you've asked that video you've asked that question already you gotta wait man it's, it's not gonna be until like later in january when i've actually seen the movies that the that the studios decide to release at the very end of the year it's a lot harder to go see especially when they're in limited release right now the main one i'm waiting on though is the whale i want to see brendan fraser in the whale and then that is when I think I will be able to make my best of list. Babylon for the worst of list. Because I at least want to give that one a shot, maybe. <laughs> Depends on how I'm feeling in, in a couple of days when I might have some, some time to do so. And then you have Titanic for the 25th anniversary re-release. Yay. Though, once again, interestingly enough, because of the way rights work... This will be a Paramount Pictures release, so Paramount will get the money from this and not Disney, who is getting the money from Avatar. There's an untitled Crunchyroll film. Weird that we're this far out and we're not getting a title for this untitled Crunchyroll-wide release. We then have Marlo from Open Road. Ah, so I cheated a little bit and looked at the list just for the first couple of months. I got to this movie, though, and I saw Open Road. And you want to know what my first guess was and it turned out to be right? Oh, I bet you this is the first of the Liam Neeson films to come out in 2023. And sure enough, who's starring in this film? That's right, Liam Neeson. So Liam Neeson's going to be in yet another movie, another role that's probably going to be incredibly similar to all of the other ones that he's done and not be all that great. So, hey, we got Marlo coming out. And then the very next week after that, we've got the first of the Marvel films to come out this year, which will be Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. That's right. The second film was Ant-Man and the Wasp. They decided that instead of making it Ant-Man 3, as would be the proper title, now they're just going to give full billing to the Wasp once again and have it be Quantumania, and it's going to be taking place in the quantum realm. And... Based on the trailer, it looks just like any other Marvel film. It looks like it's going to be a complete CGI fest mess. And it's just going to look incredibly artificial. And yeah, you have a very likable person as an actor on screen in Paul Rudd. I, I don't know if that's really going to be enough, though. There's just a, a lot of things going on within the actual trailer itself as far as what is being indicated by the story that just makes me have no interest in it. Especially after the second one, which really wasn't all that good, which is sad. Because I enjoyed the first one. It wasn't perfect, but I enjoyed it. second one just had a lot of problems with it. Especially when they essentially create uh, the Fountain of Youth and then decide to ignore it. Or am I thinking of Endgame? And it, again, when it comes to these films, I get them all confused. 
Uh, and then at the very end of February, you have the film I think everyone's looking forward to, which is Cocaine Bear. That's right, Cocaine Bear. And uh, weird thing about Cocaine Bear, something that some people might not actually know. So first off, inspired by true events. But here's the thing that has me concerned, all right? Elizabeth Banks is the director. Elizabeth Banks of Charlie's Angels fame is the director. The only thing that could potentially save it, though, is that, one, she's not the writer. That's a huge plus. Two, you've got Lord and Miller as producers. So, hey, that's a plus. But then also Elizabeth Banks is a producer as well. So, um, even though I think that it, it looks just hilarious. By the way, is this the first like major Alden Ehrenreich movie? Since Solo, A Star Wars Story. Remember when that film essentially destroyed his career? I wonder if Cocaine Bear is the one that brings it back. Wouldn't that be interesting? But anyway, Cocaine Bear, we're getting to the first film that I actually have some interest in going to go see. Um, because the story just looks insane. But I'll have to wait and see on that one. I'm going to do one more month and then jump back into the chat. Uh, Creed 3. Creed 1 was good. Creed 1 was actually pretty good. Creed 2 sucked. Creed 3, I honestly don't have all that many, uh, I really don't have all that many, or all that much excitement for, or or really any expectations for. So, Creed 3 is coming out. Inside, I don't know anything about it. Scream 6, I, I don't care about the Scream franchise. Uh, then you have the film 65, I know that's one that I was asked about earlier. Uh... This is, yeah, this is like the post-apocalyptic film with Adam Driver. I will say I was intrigued by the trailer for this film. It says, after a catastrophic crash on an unknown planet, pilot Mills, Adam Driver, quickly discovers he's actually stranded on Earth 65 million years ago. Now with only one chance at rescue, Mills and the only other survivor, Koa, uh, must make their way to an unknown terrain riddled with dangerous prehistoric creatures in an epic fight to survive. The CG did not look very good for this movie, so... I'm intrigued by it, by its concept, but I got very quickly early on when I saw 65, I'm like, oh, I bet this is set 65 million years ago, and sure enough, the trailer, you know, eventually reveals that. I like Adam Driver, so color me intrigued. Ah, the only Warner Brothers DCEU film that I think has any value to it whatsoever, Shazam! Fury of the Gods. Right now, at least according to the numbers, is set for March 17th. So I'm actually excited for this one. I, I thought the first Shazam film was a ton of fun. Was a ton of fun. Uh, really the only DCU film that I actually have a positive memory of that I have and, you know, have seen more than once. So I'm excited for that one. Champions, don't know much about that one. John Wick 4, that's a film that's probably my most anticipated film of 2023. I, I love the John Wick franchise. I love what they're doing with it. Um, the first film is the best film by far. Second has, to me, the best lore and world building. Three has the best fighting. That 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 hall sequence, especially with the knife fight, is is spectacular. So I can't wait to see what chapter four brings into the the fray. And uh, I'm hoping that they continue uh, to to make films that the people who are wanting to go see these films enjoy. The film is actually a part of a franchise that's that's doing something quite rare especially when you think about the years in which it's been released, it's actually been building its fan base. It's been building and building upon its fan base. 
Then you have Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Amongst Thieves. I, I never played D&D, so I'm sure that there will be a lot of people that will have issues with it because it will probably break lore or something, but... Spinning Gold, no, no much about that. A Thousand and One, not much about that. A Good Person, not much about that. And and then that is March. So let's go ahead and dive back into the chat. I've seen the, there's been a little bit of action going on. Uh, so let's let's shout out real quick. Uh, let's first shout out here. Uh, Scott McKenzie, thank you so very much for gifting five OMB memberships at the Army of Asgard level to Mike Jackson, Bruce, Steven, Isaj, Muldi, and uh, Soul Assassin. So, hey, congratulations very much on y'all uh, getting this membership. Scott McKenzie, thank you. And also we have here a, a super chat from Rosie G 12 Hail to you, Rosie. Thanks for being a member on the channel and also for being a longtime supporter. It says, Odin, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Happy New Year to, to you and a continued Merry Christmas as well. So we go through the 12 days of Christmas. Thank you. All right, back into, let's go first to the Rumble chat. Uh, chat. Let's see what's happening over there. Kinkane Rumski tagged to say, I keep my tree up through January 5th, 12th day of Christmas, but this year after the 5th, I will keep my tree up just for me with blinds closed until February 2nd. Thanks for the info. No problem at all, Kinkane Rumski. Yeah, a lot of people will take it down January 6th, and there's a good uh, there's a good reason to take it down. It's feast of the epiphany, the last 12 days of Christmas. Um, but uh, but yeah, to, to, to leave it up a little bit more, nothing wrong with that either. Educated Viking tend to say prediction on cocaine bear with the hype. Um, yeah, I mean, I think the hype around it is more so because the concept is just so ridiculous. I think ultimately people are going to go see the film and say it is exactly what the trailer made it out to be. And I don't care anymore. That's what my guess is going to be, uh, especially with when it is coming out. That would be my best guess. As far as what happens after the hype. What happens post-hype. Alright, back to the YouTube chat. Hardwick, I guess that Warner Brothers thinks that LeBron James is the new Michael Jordan. Even though he is clearly not. Gus had to say, did you see Dan Orlovsky on ESPN praying live on air for Damar Hamlin? Put some real joy in my heart. No, I didn't. But that is, uh, that's great. It's always great to see. Because uh, so often today, right? There, there's such this, this animus against publicly praying. You know, you, you already have the Twitter mobs that go after people for any time they say thoughts and prayers, uh, especially if it's something where there's like some political motivation, right? Uh, you, see, you see this, unfortunately, especially when it comes to like mass shootings where it's like thoughts and prayers aren't going to change. The, it's like, just stop, you know? But yeah, thoughts and prayers. Prayers, very powerful. Very, very, very powerful. Um, not because it's like you're going to change God's mind or anything like that, but it's powerful because it is through prayer that not only do we receive grace, but the ones that we are praying for receive grace. The question is, do we accept the grace and do the people we're praying for accept the grace that is given to them? You know, and so that's why prayer, again, is a very, very powerful, powerful tool. Yeah, and I've already seen some comments about it. Uh, absolutely praying, uh, praying for the, or the repose of the soul of, of Uche uh, Anawari, uh, again, member of the Geeks Gamers team for qu quite a while. And, uh, you know, I definitely did not get along with him as far as his views on, on politics, etc. But he is a human being, um, had a family. And I, I think that that alone um, is, again, him being simply a human being alone is reason enough to, to put aside any differences that I may have had and to 
pray for the repose of his soul. May perpetual light shine upon him. Um, it's such a, again, such a sad thing to hear him at 38. Again, I, I mentioned earlier that this guy, um, and again, I, I'm sorry, I keep saying this guy, but I just honestly don't really, you know, have his name memorized Demar Hamlin. Uh, someone had posted, um, 24 years old. Again, these, these heart conditions happening to such young people, it's really, really uh, scary. Um, and of course really sad as well. So yeah, definitely praying for him though. Uh, let's see. Rosetta says, thank God modern writing styles are much drier. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. All right, let's see. Scott McKenzie, who's a member, says the Left Behind series is Christian. <laughs> Pretty much. I would I would even add to that. It's like Christian uh, revelation specifically, or as it's known in, in more traditional Bible translations, the book of the apocalypse. And again, it's something that, oh my goodness, people just don't understand. You know, people, if you want to know why there have been countless years now where the end of the world was supposed to happen the year I graduated college, the year, the actual, the, the earth was supposed to end. And it was actually one that people bought into to a, such a high degree. There were reports about people quitting their jobs. And then of course, when inevitably the world did not end, um, it's just, uh, yeah, it's just sad to see people get, you know, caught into that kind of thing. Uh, Bongo Tez says, instead of watching crappy new movies, why not watch back to school? Yeah. I know that you're trying to push me there. Matthew one seven. F you. It's January. Red letter media. Yep. Pretty much endless trash. Matthew one seven says complete fact. Victor Fontaine. What's going on? Input latency again. Thank you very much for being here. Uh, let's see. Just another ape. What's going on? Thanks for being here. Too pessimistic when it comes to the box office. Is coming back seven point four billion over the ticket sales. Uh, get your facts straight. <laughs> oh man, we found him. We, we found him. We found a troll, everybody. We found a real-life troll in the wild. Just another ape. What are you doing? Not hard to double your ticket sales from 2021. Did you see the ticket? I mean, think about this. 2020 was essentially a wash. 2021, you had several films that had been pushed back that got released, but then even more films had to get pushed back another year. So you're not even... Keep this in mind. Even though you see this doubling... I believe, and again, correct me if I'm wrong, because I, I can be wrong from occasion. I believe when you especially adjust the numbers for inflation, which a lot of people tend not to do, this is the lowest box office since like 2001. Even even with the increases, you're still looking at massively low box office overall. So for anyone who is, uh, again, a part of the, I don't know if you're part of the James Cameron cult or not, but if you are, guess what? James Cameron ain't saving the box office. One highly successful film does not make up for a year of tons of movies losing hundreds of millions of dollars added together. Ryan Lou says, why do you think Target and Best Buy are getting... So I think I had mentioned that one already. Again, please do not double post um, or repeat other questions. If you ever leave the stream for a moment, then please don't, don't post a question. <laughs> 65 looks like it could be fun, says your average Patriot nerd. Yeah, again, it could be. Could be. I hope it does, but... How 3000, maybe the new Dune should be a miniseries set of films. How 3000, that is what I said when the first film came out. I said this would have been so much better served as a miniseries where you could have taken the time to get the story right 
to focus on all of those other elements. And if anyone's going to do it right, it's Denis Villeneuve. I think with the constraints that he had, I think he did the best that he could. But even I, who am a fan of his, have to admit his story was incomplete. That That is the biggest flaw of Dune Part 1. It is clearly an incomplete story. It's not a film that, that can stand on its own. Despite having good effects, <laughs> people love effects, right? Despite having really good effects done well, uh, done effectively with good acting, with, of course, it, it based off of a very compelling story in the original concept of Dune, it was incomplete in, in how it was presented. Let's see, Victor Fontaine says, yeah, IMDb shows Quiet Place Day 1 coming out 2024. Yeah, so I was responding to a question, and that's why I, I was trying to save answers to those until going through the actual current release schedule, because obviously sometimes things can get pushed. Andrew Rede says, here in Australia, A Quiet Place Day 1 has release date in September of this year of 2024. That is, of course, the, the ultimate question. As the chat has jumped on me once again, we'll get through a few more of these chats and then jump back into uh, the next few months. Steven says, sorry to hear about Uche News, prayers for his friends and family. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm praying especially for Jeremy, for, for Ryan, uh, for the uh, Sports Wars team as well. I know that they were much closer to him and with him than I was. Um, and, and also uh, to, the, to the gaming team as well, because I know that he did a lot of gaming streams for a long time. So uh, absolutely, absolutely. So thank you all very much for sending those prayers his way. Steve and Tag to say, any plans for you to come to Vegas or California this year? Probably not because one, I, I'm, again, I, I love the people in California who are not crazy, but I hate California. So I don't really want to go there if if I can avoid it. Um, and then for Vegas, it's just a, it's a bit too far for me because I I don't mind flying in general. I've, I've flown a lot my life, but uh, planes are, are very, very expensive and it's very difficult, especially to make that time as well. So I think that there were talks on Friday Night Tights potentially of the Vegas meetup maybe being in the summer. I don't know if that's true or not. Maybe I'm getting the meetups mixed up. Maybe that was the Arizona one. Um, but I I really can't do any hardcore traveling unless it's summertime because I work full-time as a teacher. So unless it's over a holiday break in which I'm not spending time with family or if it's during the summertime, I really don't have a lot of extra time because all the other stuff is going to be dedicated directly to my family. As you all know, Steven says, do you think we will get a Star Fox or Zelda movie if Super Mario movie is successful at the box office? There's a chance. I, I believe that it was I was watching Jeremy John's anticipated movies. And the reason why Mario was for him anticipated was actually less to do with Mario and more to do with what it could mean. And one of the properties he mentioned was a live action Zelda. That could be really cool. That could be really or not a live action, but but an animated you know feature length film of, of Zelda. And that could be cool, but I have a lot of just doubts and not just a lot of doubts, but I just have a lot of concerns more so than anything else about those properties being, you know, brought about. 
So, Asaj, thank you for being here, says, the heart surgeons in Cincinnati are some of the best in the country. Says, very good news for him. Happy New Year's. Thank you very much for that. Yeah, prayers obviously heading out his way. General Wingster Tad to say, I just can't wait. Uh, I just can't wait for the Marvels this summer. That train wreck will be amazing. Uh, I'm sure that Gary's going to make me go see it. Rob D says, hello, Odin got a lot of movies to watch before the Raven Awards. Got a list of about 12 to 15 films. Yes, indeed. The Raven Awards, those will be starting up very, very soon. So um, I think that we're still going to keep the same categories, um, though there's always a, a debate in my mind of whether to let those be up for a vote or not. But just be on the lookout. Be on the lookout once I can actually collect my thoughts in my brain, um, because I will have something up prior to the re- not prior to the announcement of the Oscar nominations. Because as, as you all know, if you maybe don't know, uh, this is going to be now what the fifth year, fourth or fifth annual Wednesday Raven Awards. Let me see. Let me see here. Started back in 2018. So yeah, this will be the fifth. Oh my goodness, this will be the fifth Wednesday Raven Awards. Because we did it in 2018, 2019, 2020, and 2021. So this will be the fifth time that we have done the Raven Awards. So that will be very exciting. Um, but if you don't know, it is a boycott of the Oscars. The Oscars obviously have become such a joke that any films that win, those, those wins really should have asterisks next to them saying one between this year and this year because it's when films started to win because they checked off the right boxes for identity, then because of the fact that the film was actually any good or not, um, unfortunately. So we, we try and do our own uh, boycott of it. And it's fun. It's fun. Yeah, physics, physical over digital for sure. For Sci-Fi, who is a member, says, I saw that auto trailer. It looked awful. Yeah, I haven't seen a trailer for it yet. Rob D says, honestly, Best Buy is going to go the way of Circuit City. If you have to take out your Blu-ray section and lock all your video game stuff in cabinets behind the counter, why have a store? Very good point. And I think a lot of people are probably thinking of them, probably thinking to themselves, uh, how much longer do Best Buys and the Best Buys of the world have left? I mean, other than Black Friday and maybe going to actually the one thing that Best Buy and other places like it actually have for them. Best Buy more specific because it's more technology based are for people who actually want to see or use a product prior to buying it. Because Best Buy is still one of those few places that you can actually go to versus the online shopping and you can actually, you know, type on a keyboard, right? And see what the browsing experience is like. And, uh... You know, watch a TV, see what the TV looks like, see the size, all those things, which are very important for a lot of people, you know, and something that a lot of these online sites, yeah, you, you have the now, you know, VR technology kind of, right, where you can, you know, place it in your room and see what it'll look like, but it's not the same, but Waffle House, Wendy, aka Captain Marvel, big name there, says, why are the Solomon Islands near Australia called that? Is it to do with King Solomon? All people there have blonde or red hair with blue eyes. I have no idea. Steven, your thoughts on the backlash comments you're getting on your previous box office video you release for uh, from Geeks and Gamers. A lot of disgusting people are out there, unfortunately. I actually have not looked at the comment section at all for Geeks and Gamers. Um, I know I've gotten my own nasty comments on my uh, personal channel, on this channel, in fact, for, for my last two videos. I uh, can't say I'm really all that surprised, though. Uh, again, th- there is a, a huge, and I, I keep using the word cult and some people are offended by that. And again, if you're offended by that, then maybe that's a sign of something else going on. Because when I say cult, what I mean are the people who, when they hear someone 
criticize and even bring up legitimate criticism of a movie and then their immediate reaction is what can you do so Rosie G what's going on Blacktron 5000 says have a new year I'm looking forward to Oppenheimer I think so uh, trailers are definitely looking pretty good Mike Jackson what's going up Minnesota hockey fan says no good movies on my birthday February 3rd oh no uh, again, I mentioned this one already. It will come out when it comes out. I still need to see the movies. Some people are all about trying to get that best and worst of at, at the very end of the year or the beginning of the new year. That's not me. I release it when it's ready. I release it when I actually have a list. And right now there's some films that I have uh, left to pull out. By the way, uh, Waffle House, I'm just not going to read your comments because your comments have nothing to do with anything we're talking about, bro. Uh, oh boy, Odin's Catholic Priest Doppelganger says, Hail James Cameron and Pineapple on Pizza. Oh man, we've got another troll. Hardwick, who is a member, uh, Oppenheimer is going to bomb. I see what you did there. You silly goose, you. Yes, Rosie G, absolutely. Th- thumbs down a million times for Elizabeth Banks. Uh, it was an endgame of the discovered the time travel de-aging, not Ant-Man the Wasp. Hardwick, I, that's why I had even said that. J.S. Pena says, I'm going, I'm glad I'm not the only one concerned about Elizabeth Banks being the director of Cocaine Bear. It's a reason why all of us should be concerned, for sure. There are all those new members that were gifted by Scott McKenzie about 12, no, sorry, about 20 minutes ago. Again, 20 minutes behind in the chat. Please tag. Over on Odyssey, Lamination says, what crime do you think is going to happen to keep the Oscars relevant this time? We could make a game of it where we guess what's the next slap at the Oscars. Well, here's the thing for me, I guess. I don't I don't really follow it much anymore. So I don't know if they're going to do a host or what that's going to be. It wouldn't surprise me for them to do like a Will Smith, Chris Rock hosted thing just to try to build up the drama. Is he going to hit him again? I don't know. Are they going to have to like WWE style it? To make it relevant again? I don't know. Luke Zilla says, Not exactly a new release, but I'm looking forward to watching Titanic re-release in theaters. I believe it's coming out this February. Taking my mom to see it because she loves the movie. Yeah, really one of the the few last uh, good movies from from James Cameron before he went off to Pandora. Howard says, I liked Alden El- uh, Ehrenreich in Hail Caesar. Would that it were twerse so simple. I, I've already forgot about that film because of how boring it was. So... <laughs> should tell you how I feel about uh, that movie in general. Versailles Fire as a member says, can't wait for John Wick 4. I want to see uh, more of the table and its lore. Me too. Very excited for it. Very, very excited for it. John Wingster says, Creed 1 was okay. Kind of forgettable. And ruined Apollo. I don't know if it's really, really ruined Apollo necessarily, but never saw 2 and 3 with no sly as a pass. Rocky Balboa is my definitive end. And I, I respect that. I respect that. Asajj Muli says, at least Adam Driver knows how to handle a rifle in real life. This is true. And I do like him as an actor in, in a general thing. Jess Pena, absolutely. Rest in peace to Uche. Prayers. Soul Assassin, absolutely. Soul Assassin then went on to say, as a member, even if you don't agree with the person, we can at least show respect to them and their families in time of passing. Absolutely. Hands down. Hands down. All right, let me get this comment and then we'll jump back into the list of releases this year. Let's see. Hardwick says, in preparation for Cocaine Bear, you ought to watch The Mystery of the Leaping Fish, in which Douglas Fairbanks plays Coke Enenday, a detective with cocaine-based powers. That happened in 1916? Dang. That's crazy. Abomination also said over at Odyssey, the only cult is the pineapple on pizza cult. That is indeed another cult. The big question is, which is the worst cult? Which cult is more evil? 
the Pandora cult, the Snyder Cut cult, or the uh, pineapple and pizza cult? You let me know. <laughs> over on Odyssey. Sorry, over on Rumble. King Game Runchkeep says, another silver lining to the Damar situation. I notice people aren't sending thoughts, but rather seem to be actually praying. Yeah, I, I do think that's also well worth noting, King Game Runchkeep, for sure. There are so many more people saying the word prayers. And also, I remember I was watching, I, I turned on ESPN after I heard about it, and to see the tone change. I mean, we, we've seen inter- injuries before, right? We've seen so many things, but there's something so unique about this. I don't know. I, I just honestly feel like there's something about this, as as terrible as it is, because it is, and, and he needs our prayers, his family needs our prayers, because anyone going through that, anyone going through that, whether someone's suffering with something or someone has passed from something, they all need our prayers, right? Not just the people in the spotlight, not just the people on TV, all the people who are going through this. We should always be praying, always pray, 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 pray fervently, so many of the saints of the church have, have reminded us of this, right? Of, of to, to pray always, even Christ himself. And it's so important. It really is. It's so important for us to storm heaven with our prayers. And yeah, again, it's one of those things where if we're trying to find positives in, in such a terrible situation. Yeah, the, the, the public experience of prayer, again, right? A very public um, showing of prayer. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. All right. So going now into April of 2023, we've got On a Wing and a Prayer. Don't know much about it. Uh, Chevalier. I think I saw a trailer for this. Um, I don't remember much about it, though. Maybe I didn't. I think I may have just made that up in my own mind, but I, I remembered the name for some reason. Uh, the Pope's Exorcist. Oh, yeah. That has my name written all over it. But both of these films are going up against Super Mario Brothers. Now, despite what some might think, I believe Super Mario Brothers is going to be a very successful movie. Even if it's bad, I think it could still be pretty successful. Because I do agree with Jeremy Griggs over at and Gamers that it is a very large IP. Where I disagree with Jeremy is that I do not think it is a guaranteed billion-dollar hit. Um, I look at just the fact that animated films in general are not always, especially in modern times, guaranteed to get up to that level, for one. Two, this is the first time that we have a major animated release of a Mario Brothers film, so it's an unknown territory. There is not an established audience like you have with the Despicable Me franchise, for instance, which we saw get $900 plus million, $950 plus million at the box office, even that one not breaking a billion. Um And so there's just a lot of those factors keep me from saying the film's a guaranteed billion. I think it's possible. Again, this is where the nuance gets lost. The people in the comment section who love to troll my comments, right? They never actually listen to the video, let alone listen to the entirety of the video where I try to bring in this nuance, right? So I think a film can still be successful and not hit a billion dollars. And also I think a film cannot likely hit a billion, but still has a chance at a billion, and we won't know until the actual film comes out, and this film will not come out until April. Then we have Renfield, Suzume, and Sweetwater, of which I know nothing about. Suzume, I assume that's what that one is from Crunchyroll. Sounds like an anime. The Covenant. Um, well, the only Covenant that I know of, as far as a movie is concerned, is a really, really bad movie from like the 
what, 2006, 2007 or so, where one of the lines in the film is, Harry Potter can kiss my ass as he rides off in a Jeep off a cliff because they're, they're witches. And once you're 18, you ascend. And whenever you use your powers, it like sucks life from you. It sucks life from your essence, basically, and you age and et cetera. So before that time, your powers are not very consistent, but you can use them as much as you want and it, it won't hurt you. It's again, stupid, stupid plot. But me and my best friend, we fell in love with it because of how bad it was. Uh, we saw that film in theaters. And so, but this is coming from MGM. So I doubt it's a remake of that. Evil Dead Rise. Okay. Are you there, God? It's me, Margaret, from Lionsgate. Paint, Polite Society, Untitled George Foreman Biopic. Interesting. Then in May, we have Guardians of the Galaxy 3. I know a lot of people are excited for this movie. I'm not. I'm going based not on this trailer, but on the last movie. And the Volume 2 was not very good. Volume 1 was great. I will rewatch Volume 1 anytime that my wife wants to rewatch it, because I know she's a fan of it. I will rewatch it. It's fun. I have no desire to ever watch Volume 2 ever again. Even my wife's like, yeah, I have no desire to watch this ever. You then get Book Club 2, the next chapter. Didn't even know there was a first book club. Lax 2, or LAX 2, to LAX to Paris. Hmm. Uh, Love Again. Fast 10. Ugh, I'm tired of this franchise. Uh, the films ended with Fast 6. Fast 6 was the last entertaining Fast and Furious movie. Fast 7 was abysmal, and a lot of it, unfortunately, has to do with the death of one of its lead actors. And then everything after that was just complete and utter garbage. So I'm tired of the franchise. I'm so tired of it. Uh, and then end of May, you have About My Father and The Little Mermaid. Oh, everyone's looking forward to The Little Mermaid, right? Oh, man. Totally no identity politics into it. None whatsoever. None whatsoever. Ugh. Uh, then we get into June, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. I was not a big fan of the first film. I liked the story. I, I liked a lot of things about the first Spider-Verse, but the animation style, right? This almost jittery motion drove me nuts. And it looks like they're returning to form based on what I've seen from the trailer. So I'm not looking forward to it, but I can understand why people might be. Uh, Strays, don't know anything about. Transformers, I'm just so tired of them making these movies. I can't believe they're making another one. The Blackening, interesting. Elemental, The Flash, we'll see. I would not be surprised if The Flash gets pushed back. There's just so much stuff going on, both behind the camera and behind the scenes, like, in society. Especially with Ezra Miller. I just... I'll believe this film is out when it actually gets released. It just, Warner Brothers has had such a terrible track record with so many of their big budget films, though. I, I just, I think it's going to bomb. I really do. Uh, no Hard Feelings, don't know much about. Untitled Adele Lim Comedy, Asteroid City. Harold the Purple Crayon, I you know it's obviously based off a children's novel. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Oh, man, that's going to be great. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. Oh, no. Oh, gosh. Oh, no. Oh, gosh. Speaking of objectively bad writing. But anyway, that's coming out June 30th. Untitled DreamWorks animated film. Again, these untitled works. How do they exist? There's a fifth Insidious film, apparently. My goodness. Ah, okay. Here's one I am looking forward to. In fact, July, it looks like 
is the month in which I will be looking forward to the most movies in a single month, I think. So first, Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning Part 1. Terrible name, way too long. However, the stunts for the film look great. Uh, You have Tom Cruise coming back once again. He seems to once again be in control of wanting to give fans something to look at. And as long as they're able to give a decent story at least to boot, could justify its existence. Uh, Obviously, I think this is a franchise that has gone on a bit too long, but it has gone mostly in a pretty positive direction, um, especially since Ghost Protocol, I would say. But yeah, definitely looking forward to this one. I think this one will be a lot of fun. Don't know anything about P31. Barbie, uh, not seen the trailer for it. Looks cringe to me, but it's such a... Again, if if Jeremy's going to play the game with, uh, you know, oh, Super Mario Brothers is going to make a billion dollars because it's such a massive IP... Would he say the same thing? I wonder if Jeremy also would believe that Barbie is a billion-dollar film. Because think about how massive the IP Barbie is. Hmm. Hmm. Now, I would argue to say that there have been some straight-to-DVD Blu-ray movies that have not done all that well. Obviously, the toy sales go well. But again, when we talk about different mediums, that's the other reason why I don't think films like Super Mario Brothers or even Barbie will do as well. Because when you're talking about film... You're dealing with a different medium, which means you're dealing with a different crowd altogether. So anyway, uh, but what I am looking forward to, which I'm surprised that that movie is actually competing up against it, is Oppenheimer. I think Oppenheimer is going to be great based off the trailer. Uh, I just, the one request that I have for Oppenheimer is, uh, is Christopher Nolan, whatever you've been doing with your sound design and mixing especially in Tenet, where the vast majority of people who saw your movie couldn't understand it. I only was able to because I went in hyper-focus after being warned about it. Please have had someone else, I hope you had someone else work on the sound for this movie. Really, really do. And then, of course, the Marvels. Yay, Marvels, Captain Marvels, coming back and she can't carry her own movie. So they called it the Marvels. What do you mean she can't carry a movie? Her film made over a billion dollars. Oh, well, if she could, then why aren't they calling this Captain Marvel 2 The Marvels? Why are they just calling this The Marvels? Hmm? Hmm? Makes you ask questions, eh? Uh, then we have August, The Meg 2, The Trench. I can't believe that got one another release. Untitled, rather, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. Sounds awful. Untitled Universal Event Film. Interesting. Uh, August 11th, you have uh, Challengers, Gran Turismo. Another live-action Haunted Mansion remake. Oh, boy. That should be fun. Blue Beetle, which, again, I don't really know all that much about. I'm always going to be honest there. Please Don't Destroy Project. (laughs) They listen. September, you have The Equalizer 3. I've not seen the other ones, but I've heard some good things. The Nun 2. Okay. A Haunting in Venice. Expendables 4, I just don't care. Another Universal event film in September. That's after my uh, birthday, actually. My birthday's on a Thursday this year. Origins of Evil. It just says Summer 2023 Limited. Okay. October. We'll go ahead and end this list, and then I'll jump back into the chat for the last few minutes of the show. So we got Craven the Hunter. Don't know much about. True Love uh, as well. Don't know much about. Paw Patrol. I only know that because my nephew kind of... Was a, was a fan of that for a little bit. So it was there. Untitled Exorcist Film 1. That sounds 
interesting. Uh, Untitled Saw movie. Uh, another Saw movie. Great. That's what everyone was asking for, right? Dune Part 2. I am, I am looking forward to that. Um, but it'll be interesting. The Hunger Games. The Ballad of the Songbirds and Snakes. It's a prequel, I believe. Um, again, maybe if they're going back to their roots, it, it could be good. No Jennifer Lawrence. You never know. But again, uh, tired of these remakes and stuff. Trolls 3. I can't believe Trolls is getting another film. A film called Wish. Uh, Rachel and Unicorn Diaries. Wonka, I believe that. Another Warner Brothers film. Oh, man. I think Warner Brothers is going to have a terrible year. I'm looking at these movies and just thinking about how much they're costing. And, and I don't think people are going to go see them. Oh, man. Wonka coming out December 15th, though. That's with Timothy Chalamet as Willy Wonka. Color Purple remake. Ghostbusters sequel. I, I don't want... I really didn't want Afterlife to get a follow-up, but... I guess it is. Uh, migration. Uh, here's the... <laughs> Star Trek Four Cancelled. Star Wars Rogue Squadron. Cancelled. Ah, uh, yeah. Look at the great state of Star Wars and Star Trek, everybody. December 25th, you have Aquaman Lost Kingdom. Okay, <laughs> that's what I think about the DCEU. Praise this. And then, during 2023, at some point, there are these movies. Legally Blonde 3... <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh boy. Night Terror, The Nightingale, Retribution, Salem's Lot, Sesame Street, Warner Brothers. Man, what are you doing? True Haunting, White Bird, What's Going On? And then it goes from there. So those are the films coming out in 2023. And I let me let you know my thoughts about the films I am excited for, the films that I care nothing for. And uh anyway. JS Pena, yeah, from college, graduated in 2011. Graduated in 2011 from college. Let's see here. Isaj Muli says, A good video to watch on the Re Revelation is the Bible Project channel. <coughs> Excuse me. One channel that I know I recommend to people to know a little bit more about the book of the Apocalypse, right? The book of Revelation. I know that uh, there is a, a Catholic theologian, um, Dr. Taylor Marshall, who's done some work on that. I don't agree with everything he says, but he has some decent scholarship on that. Um, and I know that not everyone who watches the channel is Catholic, but I really would strongly encourage you to look at Catholic commentaries on Revelation because you're much more likely to get a much more grounded, realistic, historical take. I mean, keep this in mind. Revelation was just like the book of Daniel. The book of Daniel in the Old Testament was an apocalypse. That's, that's a type of writing. And what it's meant to do is to give hope to a people during a persecuted time. Daniel was written for persecuted Jews, right? During that time of persecution that they, that they went through, obviously. Revelation was written during the time of persecution of Christians. So yes, are there elements within there that we can take deeper things from? Sure. But the main purpose of it was to give that hope to a persecuted people. It's very important. Always important for us. To, uh, to look into those things. All right, we got Wayward Noodle, who sent a $10 super chat, says, done from work, great to pick you up live. Looking forward to the Raven Awards. Not seen a movie since Maverick. Saw Bullet Train, you were right. Great fun film, keep up the good work. Well, thank you very much, man. I appreciate that. And yeah, uh, you're looking at two of my favorite films of this past year, in Top Gun, Maverick, and in Bullet Train. So you can expect to see those on my top five or top 10. So again... It, it really depends. I, I always, whenever I make my top list, I always go look and I think, okay, does this film, do I think this film have enough legitimacy to make it onto a, a best of for me, 
right? And that is going to require me to uh, to really, again, consider, do I think there are five films that I would say are the best of this year, or are there as many as ten? I'm probably leaning more towards five in general, but we'll wait and see. If I do five, I usually give about four or five max uh, recommendations, like strongly recommended, uh, you know, special picks, basically. Um honorable mentions as they're often known but usually it's ones where it's like i can't really justify putting them on an official numbered list and also the order of them could change so anyway thank you very much wayward noodle for your very generous sessa super chat all right let's get through these last comments before ending the show because we are about three minutes away from our typical end uh harwick says what are your thoughts on preterism i would need a little bit more information than that rob d says in regards to the possible zelda star fox movie zelda has a good chance star, star fox has zero chance because japan doesn't care about the that ip so therefore nintendo doesn't care interesting i did not know that i wonder if enough people though who grew up with star fox 64 especially would be interested uh, Abomination says, uh-oh, I just noticed that this is episode 403. Next episode, I'm going to be so confused because 404 means page not found. I see what you did there. Uh, he also said a while back, they should they should have called it Captain Marvel Project Human Shield. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes, yes. Over on Rumble. Kinkane Rumsky says, uh, Odin, 65 equals Land of the Lost. Pretty much, yes. Like, as soon as I saw 65, I was like, oh, man. <laughs> um, it's like, this can only go in so many directions. So I, I found that one out pretty, uh, pretty early. Dan Crane says, hello there. Glad to be with the fellowship on Odin's Outstanding Channel. Well, thank you, Dan Crane, for being here. Appreciate that. Especially with all the negativity being sent my way recently. Uh, Comedy is dangerous. Tend to say, I was thinking of you over the weekend when I watched Suicide Squad while eating pineapple and pepperoni pizza. You are a terrible person. Commenting is dangerous. I hate you. I hate you. I hate you. I don't really hate you, but uh, you do indeed uh, inspire me to to do this. You leave me no choice but to declare you excommunicado. You you left me no choice. You left me no choice but to declare you excommunicado. Uh, Gus, you have a good night. You have a very good night. All righty then. J.S. Pena, time to say, I'm curious, do you think if the MCU gets way worse, people will just stop seeing the movies, or do you think that they will still make money? I think that most of the MCU films will continue to make profit. The big problem is this. They are, and they no one can deny this at this point. They are clearly losing audience. Compare Black Panther 1, $1.3 billion, not too long ago, about, what, four years ago or so? Compared to the 800, maybe 850 by the end of its run of, of Black Panther 2. And there's a double problem there, right? One, when you take into account the loss in revenue, right, you're dealing with, what, $500 million that's not there. In addition to that, you have to also recognize that a big part of the reason why there is a $500 million deficit is because ticket prices are a lot higher today than they were back during that time frame. So not only do you have less money coming in, you also have to bring into the realization that there are far fewer people seeing Black Panther 2 versus Black Panther 1. How do we know this? Look at the average ticket price back 
during that film's release, compare that to this film's release, and you recognize that the number of tickets is going to have a massive discrepancy. Once the film is out of theaters, I might try and do a breakdown because the numbers does do some, you know, ticket sales, right? They, they list like as far as like tickets sold, but they're it's based off of an estimate, right? What they basically do is take the average ticket price and then, um, you know, divide that into the total number to get a rough estimate of number of tickets sold. And uh, sometimes if you have a film at the end of the year, when it crosses over, it can become complicated because then you have to add the tickets from 2022 to 2023 or 2020 to 2021. So that is definitely going to be one thing I think that is going to be uh, interesting to look at for sure, because we are seeing some some very you know large discrepancies. And so I do think over the course of time, especially with Ant-Man, usually not a big moneymaker. Usually not a big money maker. You're, you're looking at a film that usually just makes profit and not all that much. Uh, and then you have the Marvels. I just, I don't see it. I really don't see it. Uh, Hardwick says, Renfield is a comedy about Dracula's lunatic servant, Renfield. Nicholas Cage plays Dracula in it. Well, that sounds like fun. Probably could make my, my list. Soul Assassin, the Fast series is all that Vin Diesel has. Well, it's about family. Harwick, some humor in Guardians of the Galaxy 2 didn't work, but I thought the seriousness and emotional parts of the story were far better than the first, especially the ego Star Lord relationship. I thought it was just silly. I didn't buy into their relationship at all. John Evan Bear, wouldn't it be funny if The Flash is the most profitable movie of 2023? It would be. It's it's not going to happen. Forever Sci-Fi, again, by profitable, we mean like raw net gain profit. That's not going to happen. Th that budget's going to be insane. Forever Sci-Fi, there's a lot of time now between uh, June 16th for Ezra Miller to get into more trouble. Yeah, seriously. Is it is it a day? Has a minute gone by? He might have gotten arrested again. Who knows? Soul Assassin, who's a member, says the Barbie trailer spoofed the 2001 Space Odyssey film and was funny. Yeah, I haven't actually watched the entirety of the trailer itself. So, Asajj Moody says, I love how Nolan releases movies in July. Used to be my favorite birthday tradition. Harvey says, I think Barbie will be worth it for the memes. I've seen the trailer, which parodies the opening of 2001 Space Odyssey, the Barbie standing in for the monolith. Yeah, but again, Margot Robbie has not really shown herself to be that much of a moneymaker. That all being said, she's just been in some really bad underperforming movies, and that doesn't really speak to her as much as it does to the films that she's in. Barbie as being a much bigger franchise will definitely do better than those movies. Jess Penny says, speaking of Barbie, even though I shouldn't, uh, I shouldn't kind of feeling bad for Margot Robbie 10 years ago, she was on top of the world. Nowadays, she's starting a box office flop to box office flop. Yes. And as again, I think I just mentioned, I don't think that's because of her. I think it's just because of the projects she's chosen. Uh, Gary Banjo sandwich says, uh, says Odin says, turn it up to 11. Nolan, seriously, like, fix your, your audio issues because we want to hear what the people are saying. Hardaway Hutai says, my hot take on Margot Robbie. She's the poor man's uh, Samara Weaving. I, I think, no, Mar Margot Robbie is a talented actress. The problem, I think, for her is that she has taken some, some bad roles. And uh, I don't think her agent's helping her. Soul Assassin Meg 2, both Jason Statham and the first Meg have to work together to stop a bigger Meg. Oh, man. Oh, man. Miss Minnesota Hockey fan. I love nothing more than to see the mermaid bomb, but I doubt it will. I hope it does. The, the live here. Let's just be clear on this, though. The live action uh, movies that have been released from Disney have not been the biggest of money makers. I, I believe all of them have made their money back. I could be wrong on that. I'll have to recheck my charting. But um, 
most of them have not done incredibly well. Like most of them have not been massive successes, um, especially as they've gone on. I mean, keep in mind the last live action one they did was Pinocchio that went straight to Disney Plus and got roasted by even Jeremy Johns. So, yeah, they're they're not they're not in a good position for those live actions. Rob D says the state of Star Wars, Star Trek, and sci-fi in general is why Daily Wire needs to get on the ball and fill the void. Agreed. Rosie G12, it's still a time of it's still a time of persecutions, uh persecution of Christians, sadly. Yes, it is, for sure. But again, it was written for that time of persecution, but obviously we understand scripture as being uh inspired word of God. It does indeed relate to all times, and so we can absolutely find some solace in it even now. Forever Sci-Fi says, I looked up Coyote versus Acme. It's about Wiley Coyote suing Acme, and John Cena plays Acme's lawyer. I'll just go back to the classic Roadrunner cartoons. Good lord. Yeah, that just that sounds abysmal uh bane i see what you did there says by the way thank you for your rationale honest and logical perspective on avatar with all the shills and cultists reasonable voices like yours are a treasure well thank you bane I, I very much appreciate that a lot um and uh yeah I, I i tried to be as clear as i possibly could i really did try to be as clear as i possibly could but um again some people don't understand Yes, first excommunicado of the year. That's very true. That was the first excommunicado of the year, for sure. Odin's Catholic priest doppelganger says, Odin is dangerous. Or sorry, he's just tagging me in it for some reason. Uh, Rosie G says, is it possible for the MCU to get any worse? Oh, it's always possible. Don't, don't, don't test them. Don't you dare test them, because they will find a way. Jess Pena, I agree. I'm not blaming her. I'm blaming the projects, for sure. Absolutely. Uh, I like Jason Statham, but I don't think he's done a new movie in 10 years. He just filmed one in front of a green screen, and they just keep making a movie about it. I will disagree because he did a film, uh, I believe it was either last year or the year before, that was actually uh, quite a good movie. So, first off, as I mentioned earlier, I thought The Meg was fun. It's a bad movie, but hey, at least it was fun. But he was in a film called Wrath of Man um, in 2021. All right, so that was last year. It was one of my top films of the year. It was a Guy Ritchie film. That was good. That, that was probably the best film he's done in years. Gary Banjo Sandwich says, Robbie's best roles uh, of 2023 will be in a subway where she'll be working after the year flops. No. Harvey says, preterism of the belief that the 70 AD destruction of Jerusalem fulfilled the events of Revelation. In part, again, when we talk about scripture, it's 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 partly to do with 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 certain historical events, but it's in other parts uh fulfilled and expanded upon through other means as well. So again, I would dis- I would agree to an extent, but it's not just that. I don't think Margaret Robbie's a bad actress, uh, but I think Samara Samara Weaving is better overall. I don't really get that connection is that is that samara weaving is that the one that looks like margot robbie is that why you're using that as the example was she the one that was in that really like fun weird uh bride movie but anyway yeah wrath of man exactly thank you all again for for letting me know that so let me just check one more place real quick all right so rumble odyssey and youtube thank you all very much for being here i do have to run uh just like rosie t12 so thank you yes hardwick ready or not yeah ready or not was actually quite fun and uh, Samara Weaving was pretty good in it. But I think they're both talented. I I have not seen Samara Weaving in enough films to really compare the two. I just know that I've seen Margot Robbie in, in several more movies. And I thought that, that, I thought that she was very 
she very talented, did a very good job with that. Wrath of Man was the best Statham action movie in years. Redemption Hummingbird was great too, but it was not as much action. It was a drama. Guy Ritchie being my second favorite director, so I'm gonna check. Have to check that out. Yeah, definitely check out uh, for sure. Um, I'm not missing your comments, and if I am, it's it's by mistake, and you, you might not be tagging me again at Odin, not just Odin at the very beginning. At Odin is how you get my attention, people. Anyway, so that is going to be it for me, everybody, though. So I want to say thank you to everyone for joining me tonight. Thank you again for all the love and all the support, especially in the midst of all of the chaos that has been my YouTube channel the last couple of days. Thank you again for everyone who's had my back and support in the comments section. At the very least, if you could drop a like on the last couple of videos, that would definitely help me out a lot and and, and also just, just be, it would be really nice. Please don't engage with any of the trolls. If someone is having an honest conversation, I have no problem with that, right? If people disagree with me, I don't cancel you just because you disagree with me. It's it's how, it's the way in which you engage, right? If you engage in such a way where you're just clearly being, as I like to say, an, an asshat, then I, I have no time or patience for that. So either I will respond with, with trollery myself or I, I will just not interact with you at all. Uh, and let you just talk into the darkness all, all by yourself. So with all that being said, again, this is the best community out there. Uh, much love to everybody. I hope everyone has continuing to have a, a great new year. Hope the year's off to a good start. I know there's been a lot of terrible things that have happened. Uh, but again, prayers are going out for sure to all those who have been impacted uh, by these recent heart conditions, most especially for, for Uche, uh, for his family. Uh, of course, continue to pray for Tina and for the recovery of her eyesight, uh, I know that her eyesight's getting better, but it's still, you know, far, far away from being back to mod. Uh, and again, uh, a shout out to everyone who has asked for prayers. There he is, Valiant Renegade. Boom. Shout out to Valiant Renegade. He is my box office brother. We have different methodologies on things, but uh, I think that we can agree at least on on some of the key things. And uh, it's going to be an interesting year in 2023. It's going to be an interesting year. So happy new year to you, Valiant Renegade. Go check out his channel. Again, he's a good, good dude uh, and does great content. So anyway, thank you all very much for your love, for your support. You guys are all amazing. I actually have a January shoutouts video ready. That's right. It's ready. Uh, someone asked about 70B. So she is off on Tuesdays. She has work on Tuesdays, so she does not come in. Usually Tina is here, but Tina is out uh, until further notice because of her eyes. If you want more information, of course, join the Discord server where Tina has updated us in the past and is continuing to update us as well. See some people getting sleepy. I'm getting sleepy as well. I need to go grab me a snack. But anyway, you guys are all amazing, beautiful people. Hope you all have a wonderful rest of your day. See you all this Friday and Friday night tights. After that, on Saturday for the Saturday evening show. Also, this Saturday morning, I will be once again invited on to the Salty Nerd Podcast morning stream. So please check me out over at the Salty Nerd Podcast channel. Check them out. Subscribe to them as well. And uh, yeah, lots of Odin this week. Absolutely. Yes, folks. YouTubers can have different opinions and still be friends. Exactly, Valiant Renegade. By the way, Valiant Renegade has been a member. I think I saw earlier for like 15 months now. So he's been a longtime supporter of the channel, and I support the work that he does. And you all know I've shouted him out on the stream uh, before and told you all to check him out because I do, again, love the work that he does, despite the fact that we do disagree on, on some, some key things. But I still love you, brother. Anyway, you guys are all amazing. And beautiful people, hope you all have a wonderful rest of your evening. And as always, God bless.
And now for a huge shout out to all of my January Patreon subscribe star and locals members at the Keeper of the Bifrost level and above. Starting off with my Patreon members, Father Luca Illick, Garrett Searles, Jaimeer Ivy Hymason, Joe Horn, Jonathan Carney, Orange Chat Reviews, who you can check out on his YouTube channel, Orange Chat Reviews, Rosetta Allen, who you can check out at her YouTube channel, Eagle Rider, and Miss Martin Muses, who you can check out at her YouTube channel, Miss Martin Muses, and of course, the amazing Empress of the Universe, Tina B, who you can check out over on her YouTube channel, Tina B, with her show, Soup to Nuts, which she does, um, tries, to do, tries to do every single week with her friend and with fellow uh, Valkyrie and fellow mod of the channel. Stephanie B. And of course, I do want to give a special shout out to Tina B and make sure that everyone knows that our prayers are being extended towards her as she continues to recover from complications that have occurred uh, recently with her medically and has resulted in a loss of eyesight or at the very least of, of more clear eyesight. So to continue to offer our prayers for her. Also, a shout out to my subscribe star peeps, Matt317, who can check out on his Twitch channel by the same name, The R, Fast Reaction, Mr. Roy, J-Rod, The Beer Guru, and The K-Man, who can check out over at xtheboundaries.co. And last to my locals members, Miss Minnesota Hockey Fan, How About a Hockey Player, J.H. Schwalbach, Brett D90, and the amazing lawyer, Brett, oh, sorry, and the amazing lawyer, Robert Barnes. So thank you all very much for supporting me on Local Subscribe Star and Patreon. If you want your name shout out at the end of every live stream and video, please check out the top link in the video description below where you get access to this and also, of course, to a monthly podcast that I do with John the Flick Flick Plickinger. Also access to a giveaways channel on my Discord where I give away films this month. I've got films like Seven Samurai on Blu-ray from the Criterion Collection to give away The Banshees of Anishirin, Tommy Boy Steelbook, Edge of Tomorrow 4K, and tons of other 4Ks and Steelbooks as they get released over the next month will be available. And also, of course, digital codes as well. So if that any of that sounds interesting to you, check out that top link and join over on Patreon, Subscribestar, or on Locals. You guys are all amazing and beautiful people. Hope you all have a wonderful rest of your day. And as always, God bless.